This is Richard Capriola, the author of The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse, and you're listening to Moments of Grace with Dr. Jerome Butler. Our podcast has been nominated for five SPIN Awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the SPIN Awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. We are back with part two of a bonafide conqueror. We've been uh, talking on episode uh, on our last episode with Sharon Quarles, who's uh, a, a Amazon best-selling author, who's written this book. And unfortunately, Sharon's book deals with um, with the molestation she went through with her father, and in sharing her story, um, how. God led her through because uh, there's no way possible she could have gotten through this without God. No way possible she could have become a mother of two children, married for 27 years, and having the family that God has blessed her to have. So we'd like to welcome back to Moments of Grace, Sharon Quarles. Welcome back, Sharon. Thank you. So uh, Sharon, we, we've, uh, I mean, we just kind of touched on your your story in the intro of this episode um a bona fide conqueror where did that title where did the because it sounds fierce i'm sorry i know what you went through but it, it it's almost as if you plant your feet in the ground and saying you know devil this is it I, i'm i'm not defeated i'm not thrown away i'm not worthless i have value I'm fierce, I am blessed, and I am a bona fide conqueror. So you share with me, because that's where I see it. <laughs> but you share with us where that title came from. You know, that title definitely came from God. I was just trying to think of titles and everything, just after blue one day, a bona fide conqueror. And I was like, wow. You know, it just, mm. I'm like, wow. And to me, I was like, where did that come from? And then I started trying to change it, you know, after I knew I knew God had given me that title. Right. And I was trying to change it, trying to make it sound better than what it was. And um and then I was asking people, you know, how does it sound? They like, uh, I don't know. But to me, I'm like, no, this is a good title. That's you know, to in me it felt right. Mm. And I was trying to change it, but God wouldn't let me change it. And he had me going right back to a bona fide conqueror because he's let me know that's what I was, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> Amen. Well, well, we're so happy that that you didn't change it because again, like right. I said, it, it it speaks not only to your story, but it, 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 to me, it lets all of us know, not only bona fide, but that we're certified and authorized to be conquerors. In fact, he tells us that we're what more than a conqueror, more yeah. than a conqueror. And, you know, your story is your story and your, your challenges and everything are, are unique to your story. But um, yes, I feel, you know, with, with where you are right now and what you've shared, you are a bona fide conqueror. 
so so uh the 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 book is is the t- book title is god ordained and in the in your story i know in one piece in your story you share that um your father actually told you if you told anybody had a gun drawn on you is that right that is correct my god um yes that's at that point um my daddy actually let me get a job and I couldn't believe he let me get a job. But um, there was this uh, manager who I, uh, you know, got to become friends with. And I was just like drawn to her because she had a, like a strong personality and right. I was drawn to her. And um, um, so um, I didn't tell her in the beginning. Right. I didn't tell her because I was trying to, you know, feel very, you know, safe with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but when I finally, long story short, when I finally told her, she told me to, um, if he mess with you, tell him you're going to tell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I, and how I, old were you then? How old were you about that time? I, I was, I was 18 then. Okay. Okay. So, so, yes, so- I was, so the, the the abuse has been going on for what five year five years at this point? Yes, five, almost six. Um wow. I was eighteen. I was gonna it this was in February and I would have turned um I was gonna turn nineteen in June. Okay. So yes, it's been going on the whole time and the abuse happened almost every single day. Come on. Hmm. every day and um he might have didn't penetrate me every day but he would do some form of abuse Hmm. to me every day and and i'm gonna say um that not only me and i know my sister she does not mind me telling this but he abused her as well my sister is a year older than i am so um yeah, he was abusing her every day as well, but I didn't know at the time. So, so he is is kind of a master of deceit in that yes. your, your mom didn't know. Both now, did your older sister know that this was happening to you? No, because okay. he told he told uh, he told her that he was not messing with me, mm. and she was trying to she, protect you. Yeah, was trying to protect me, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that because mm-hmm. he treat my daddy treated my sister. You know, she got everything. She got everything she wanted, and um, and here I was, you know, being abused and being treated like a black sheep. So yeah, he had me disliking her very strongly. So okay. and um, divide and, and conquer more or less. Of, Say that again. I said more or less divide and conquer. He was kind yes. of dividing both of you all, had you all, yes, you know. that's exactly what he was doing. Right. Yep. Right, right. And, and he told me that he wasn't messing with her. And then, because I asked him one day, I was like, since you, you and, uh, I ain't going to say nothing. Since you are messing with her, why don't you mess with her instead of me? Hmm. He's like, right, you know. You know, your sister get me in trouble because you know my sister. She was more, uh, she was louder than I was, right, and well, so spoken. I believe that. Right, right. Yeah. So I just left it alone, and the reason why, and then about him, he told me that um, 
he had a sickness is why, um, you know, he was doing this to me. And so I didn't feel like I brought this on, I brought this abuse on to myself, mm. but I did feel like it would be my fault if I didn't give it to him. Although I used to fight him, but still in the back of my mind, I was like, I got to help him, but I always fought. So, I mean, it was, it was. Manipulating. Manipulating yes. everybody around. Yes. Now, did you have any other siblings in the household? Yes, I have five brothers. I got you. I got you. And of course, mm -hmm. they, they didn't know anything that was going on either. They didn't know. Wow. Lord have mercy. Yeah, he, uh, he knew he, he knew how to do it. My he, he was to in, to include not only um and so I'm 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 piggy piggybacking on our last episode, not only manipulating the family, but also manipulating um people around because you said he yes. was a minister as well, right? Yes. yes. And so when he was preaching, uh, if he preached, what, what what was going through your mind, Sharon? Because you you knew what he was I doing. Knew. And so when he I would knew. preach and stuff, what, what was going through your mind? You know, um, I don't know, because it's like, because he was preaching and people was, you know, liking him. And I just like, what? I don't know. I was going to. I was confused I as a child. You were being manipulated. But, I got you. Yes, but as uh, when he did one uh, sermon, he he preached about men molesting their children. No, he didn't. And then, so on that one, that's when I was like, God wants you to strike him down, you know, because mm. I knew what he was doing to me. My God. So, My God. And he had had the audacity to actually preach about molestation, and he was molesting yes. you and your sister. Yes. My God. Yes. My God. Um, but getting back on the gun before we forget about that. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I, I told my um my manager, and um, she said, "Well, if you tell, you know, you need to tell him you're going to tell." Mm -hmm. So days later, you know. I had to to tell him he was messing with me, and and I said I'm going to tell. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give too much in the book, but right, I will right. say that when he left, he just left out the room, and I thought, you know, that was it. But mm -hmm. that was over. That wasn't it. But you got to read the book to find out. Gotcha. <laughs> well, gotcha. Yeah. But now you you have this on the back of your book is that he he did bring a gun back and said that he would okay okay yeah I do have that on the back yeah of the he, book. he he would kill you and 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 the rest of and and anyone else that you told correct oh yeah no uh, what I got on the back of the book so this is what happened of uh, because I do have this on the back of the book um so he left the room but a few minutes later he came back in the room and he put the gun to my head. Mm said you're going to do what wow. and i just sit there in panic and then he put the gun in my hand took the gun from my head and put it in my hand put my hand on the trigger he said no you just killed me mm. and then after that he put the gun to to his head and said i'll just kill myself my by that time my mama was coming up the driveway and um and he was telling me, shut up, shut up. You better not get me in trouble. But when mama came in the room, I was crying hysterically. Okay. 
she come in the room and she's like, uh, let me tell you, me and my daddy was home by, uh, by ourselves. Hmm. So but when she come in the house, she said, girl, what's wrong with you? And out of fear, I said nothing. Instead she of leave, telling. And I didn't tell because right. I was afraid. I right. just had a gun put to my head. Right. But um, I was crying hysterically. So she left and didn't say, you know, didn't ask me again what was wrong or nothing. Hmm. So. My God, my God. Sharon, your your story is riveting, and and I, I want to encourage all of my listeners to get your book. Um, but I want us to take a little break because uh, there's more to your story. There's more in the book that we want to dig into. Um, and and we want to make sure as people are listening, I want to make sure they understand this. This is abnormal. I you know, unfortunately, when a child has to go through this kind of molestation and abuse. And then on top of that, religion is, um, the falsity of religion is shown. Um, the lie of a preacher is shown to be true in all of this, to have the audacity to preach about molestation and knowing he's doing this to his own child. Um, this is not, this is not normal. It's not what God intended to be. So, uh, we're going to take a, a a break, and when we come back, we want to continue discussion our discussion about your book. Okay, Sharon? Yes, sir. All right. This is your host, Dr. Rajon Butler, and we'll be right back after these messages. Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www.drajrbutler.com. Have you ever wanted to learn how to trade in the stock market, maybe for an exchange or even how to buy investment property? Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, TradeAcademyPro.com. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. 
Hello, my name is Deaconess Linda McManus, and I just finished listening to Dr. Butler's um, interview on Moments of Grace with Sister um, Sharon Quarles. I admire her strength and courage to even share her experiences with the audience. She is truly a conqueror. And thank you for sharing that. And I have forwarded it to other family members of mine so that they can share in listening to your story and that they can further protect their children and listen and uh, watch their children and listen or search for any signs of any discomfort and constantly check in with their children to make sure that they are okay. Thank you again for your interview. And we're back and we're talking with Sharon Quarles, who has written a book, A Bonafide Conqueror. Oh, my God. Um, father and mother are ministers. Father is preaching about molestation. And he's molesting his own child. Playing everybody in the family, the manipulation game. The two sisters are at each other. The mother doesn't know what's going on. Even the brothers are blind to what's going on with the, with the two girls. This kind of uh, predatory mindset is not just isolated to Sharon's story. But there are other men that are out there that are like this. And my hope and prayer is that every last one of them are, are exposed. Because you break a sacred trust, a sacred confidence. You put into motion a generational spirit that if it doesn't stop, it will go on generation after generation. I knew a family that went through three generations of what Sharon is talking about. And it has to be broken. And I feel this book, A Bonafide Conqueror, does just that. So we want to welcome back Sharon Qualls to Moments of Grace. Welcome back, Sharon. Thank you. So now, Sharon, um, how is, you know, it's been some years, I, I, I don't know how old you are now, and you, you don't have to share that, but how's your, your relationship with your parents now? My relationship with my parents now, it's not the best, but it's definitely better, better than what it used to be. I had to, to forgive them in order for, my, for me to get a complete healing. So yes, I it's better, and I, I check on them from time to time to make sure, you know, they okay. And a lot of people have trouble believing I do that. But like I said, that's that's because I forgave them, and I have to I have to honor my parents. So um, it's not the best, but it's better than it was years ago. 
and 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 that that took place when I just got tired being in the same spot uh just a couple of years ago so uh yeah it took a while but God didn't forget God didn't give up on me <laughs> amen but now did your father ever do time for what he did or is this something that um you all had to you and your sister had to work out within your family dynamic my uh, father he did do time but not at that time not not at that time not Mm. at that time because when uh my sister when i moved out um my sister uh took mama when she found out why i was gone she took my mama to the uh, police station and filed charges against him okay and mama convinced her to drop the charges she kept telling her how would this look on your father how will this look on your father? She wasn't worried about her hurting daughters, but she was worried about how this would look on him. So, you know, my uh, sister, she still had, you know, she still had a, a, a weak mind at that time. Mm-hmm. So mama was able to uh, convince her to drop the charges. Convince her to drop the charges, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said he did time because uh, later on, years later, years, years later, uh, have a cousin and her daughter mm-hmm. she kind of you know, got out there and then she said one day mama you want to know what's wrong with me and then she said uncle was messing with me so mm-hmm. yeah so we you know trying to get justice for him and so the reality time, is if your sister had it went forth and pressed charges that 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 you all probably could have saved saved that that little girl from going yes that. Mm-hmm. yes Wow. Yeah. Guys, as Sharon's story, hear me closely. Hear me closely. Um, these guys are not going to stop. If they get away with it, they're not going to stop. You can literally cha- literally save another child by um, stop worrying about the family, how it looks. Because like I yeah. said, the moment that sacred trust is broken, then um, all bets are off. Uh, the love, honor, and cherish that um, your father took with your mother, all bets were off when he molested you girls. All bets were off when he molested your little cousin. And were there other children out there that, that you all found out or just the, just, just the you, you three girls? No, it was more. Oh, Jesus. It was more. Mm-hmm. It so, was he more. Was, so he was an habitual, um, an habitual yeah. um, uh, um, pedophile. He's an habitual pedophile. Right. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, they've probably been more after me. I don't know. But the one I know of was before me. There was some older cousin of mine. So he did this before you all as well? Yes. Before you yes. girls were born. Lord have mercy. Before, mm-hmm. Mm. Sharon, um, you you definitely have, um, we thank God that you have adjusted as well as you have. Um, when you got married or, or your husband um, proposed to marry you, uh, proposed to you, did you share with him what you had been through or, or did he find out once your father was charged? No, I told him early on, I told him, very early on because I just felt so comfortable with him 
Okay. And um and he he didn't like it at all. He he was angry. He was very angry and I I pretty much had to stop him from going over there. I got but you. uh yeah, but uh, yeah, he was angry. But um, uh, my husband, he stayed with me the whole time. He understood what I was going through. I would, you know, sometimes if I have flashbacks, he would just he would just grab me and hold me, tell me it's gonna God. be all right, and he just hold me until you know it was over, uh, until I got over it. So yes, he was there, and I thank God for him. I really do. That's wonderful. So, yeah, that God so, put somebody uh, in your life that yes, can understand. He did. He definitely did. Yes, Amen. he was with me then, and he's with me now. Even with writing the book, he's right there beside me. Praise God. Encouraging me. Well, Sharon, I, I, your 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 courage is commendable um, for writing this book and also for telling your story. Um, I want to thank you so much. Um, I always ask my authors this before I let them go. At the end of your book, when the person has read your book and they close the last page of your book, what do you want them to walk away with after reading A Bonafide Conqueror? I want them to walk away with hope knowing that they're not alone they are not the only ones that's going through this or or has been through this there there's help out there you know and i encourage you to tell somebody it might be you might be scared but i'm not telling you yeah just i want you to hear me out i don't want you if you feel like you're in danger you know, you know, you have to choose what time you tell somebody because I don't, I'm not trying to put you in danger at all, Right. but you can get help. Um, but you need to get out of it as quick as you can, because like Dr. Butler said, you know, it's going to keep going on and on. Even when I left out the house, my dad, you know, I would move out, uh, for a good three, four months. He came, first of all, he came to my job saying that I can move back home and won't happen no more, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I don't know what made him think I was going to believe that after right. he told me for six years it wasn't going to happen anymore, but it did. But mm-hmm. after I moved out the house, um, I went to um, Mama's house. He don't, he, daddy does not, did not let Mama drive his car, but I went there. Uh, thinking he was gone, but Mama drove her his car that day. But when I went in and saw him sitting in the chair, I was like, "Where's Mama?" And then she said, I, "You know, she was gone." And then he said, "Before I start walking the door, he said, um, wait a minute before you go.' He's like, "Before you go, I will wonder if you will um, rub my back. Uh, my back been hurting." And when he said that. I got to, I, I, I said, I'm gone. I had to leave. Mm. So what I'm saying is I was gone and he still, still. was trying to do that. Right. So if, if, if they don't get healed, they're mm. going to keep on. Exactly. So uh, don't, don't believe them. Don't believe them. Amen. Amen. Well, Sharon, yeah, once, I want to be hope. amen. Well, 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 you are an inspiration. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with the moments of grace. I, I pray we didn't do anything or say anything that brought back any bad memories. I truly feel your story will end up helping someone. 
what I do want to do is is to share a few numbers with uh, our audience. There's a domestic the national domestic violence hotline, and that number is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. And also, love is respect na national teen uh, dating abuse hotline, and that is eight six six three three one nine four seven four. And so those two numbers, if you're afraid, um, there's somebody on the end of those hotlines that can help you. Uh, if you're going through domestic violence uh, as a teenager, as, um, as, a, as a, um, a young lady that we're talking to, Sharon was going through, um, you can call those numbers for help. They'll give you a strategy to help get you out of that situation or even if you're scared, like she said, because you've been threatened, um, they may be able to help you with uh, a way that the abuser don't know that you turned them in. But we want you to get help. You have to stop the abuse. These people will not. It's, it's an addiction and it's an addiction. They don't care who they hurt. They do not care who they destroy, whose lives and innocence they take. So you're going to have to be proactive and even help the next generation. And as Sharon said, her book is about giving you hope. And that's what we want to do is make sure you got hope. Uh, Sharon, before we let you go, we want to thank you for these two episodes of being here with us on Moments of Grace. Tell people how they can get uh, Bonafide Conqueror, please, and how they can get in contact with me. Um, you can get in contact with me um, at squarles, the number eight, at bellsouth.net. That's squarles, my last name, okay. the number eight, at bellsouth.net. You can find the book on Amazon. And I, I actually have um, a new shipment coming into, came in to, that came in today. Okay. And um, you can um, get in contact with me on, on Facebook, um, Sharon Quarles. And um, maybe I can meet with you to give it to you, meet you somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to have a book signing. Sharon, at the keep library. in mind. Our, our show is is worldwide, <laughs> so you, I don't think you're oh, going to yeah. want to meet anybody oh, in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah. my... No, okay, that's true. That's true. But maybe you can ship it to them. Maybe you can ship it to them. Yeah, him. I can ship it to them. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have guests all the time that 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 uh, think our show is a local show, and but I thank God we you'll find it's real funny. My third largest listening audience in the world is in Ireland. I want you to wow. let that sink in. Ireland of all. Wow. <laughs> so to, to all of my listeners on the on the Emerald Isle, thank you all for supporting um the moments of grace. And, and we're all over China and, and Israel, uh <laughs> Brazil. Okay. I'm just so, so amazed. Nice. We're we're in 33 countries all over the world. I'm just so, so amazed how how well the show is that done. So that's wonderful, wonderful. Amen. So that so people, uh, so you can you can order Sharon's book and she she can send it to you. You can pay the shipping and handling and and she can send send you her book. Uh, and that that will be a signed copy, Sharon. I'll if you give me your name, yes, I will sign it and send it to you. Sounds good. Sounds good, Sharon. Thank you so much for being here with us on Moments of Grace. It has, Grace, it has been such a pleasure. 
Um, you and I have been, and you may or may not know, probably because of my wife, been Facebook friends for, for quite some time. Yeah. And I did not yeah. know, did not know your story. I know your your brother, but I didn't know your story and everything. And and uh, actually went to undergrad with your brother and and uh, know. Yeah, him he well. was telling me that. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we're just so such so 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 blessed to have you here with us. And we, we pray God's best blessings on you. We pray God's healing. Uh, we already know the healings on you because you've already talked about the forgiveness of Yahshua. So we thank God for uh, that opportunity to forgive and, and even to the point of forgiveness that you could still honor and, and still try to see after your mom and dad. So uh, even after everything that you've been through. So thank you so much for being with us on Moments of Grace. You're welcome. Thank Amen. you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. We've been talking with Sharon Quarles, who has written a book, The Bonafide Conqueror. Dear hearts, there is nothing that can contain you once you realize that God is on your side. All of us are going to meet challenges. There are going to be mountains and obstacles in front of you. And some obstacles you're going to have to go over. Some obstacles you're going to have to go around and some obstacles you're going to have to ask for the strength to go through. The bottom line is you have the ability to get to the other side if you keep the faith. So I want to thank you all once again for being here with us on Mono Grace. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace.